You have just tuned in to season two of the Cowbell Factors podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Sierra Vaughn, Director of Agency Marketing for Cowbell Cyber, Cyber Insurance Made Easy. Cowbellers, I am ecstatic about our very special guest of the season. We have with us none other than the founder and CEO of Cowbell Cyber, Jack Kudell. So let's give a warm Cowbell welcome to our founder and fearless leader, Jack Kudell. Welcome back, Jack. It's great to be back here, Alexis. Thanks for the welcome. Yes, of course, of course. We are so, so happy to have you back. It's been a while and we are just so, so excited to hear about all the great things that Cowbell has been doing. So let's get into it, Jack. So, Jack, you know, cyber insurance has been and still is in transition. So I read a recent report from Gallagher Reed where it really articulated how the cyber insurance market is about to enter a second wave of growth. Um, can you translate, Jack, what that means for policyholders, for insurance agents and brokers, and even for Cowbell? That's right, Alexis. You know, we work really hard over the last two, three years to bring the type of transparency. Uh, I think we alluded to this topic maybe in one of your previous episodes, but we work really hard to bring the transparency into the overall cyber insurance underwriting distribution and the uh, risk improvement areas. Uh, the report that you're referring to uh, is very promising. Uh, first and foremost, you know, we're looking at the reinsurance uh, market to double every three years going forward. Wow. Uh, that is in, and as I said, often demand is not an issue in cyber insurance market. Uh, couple that with the underwriting innovation that is much needed. Um, you know, what we focused on precision in our underwriting for last couple of years. Uh, but most importantly, this innovation is by no means that you have reached the milestone. Uh, so this underwriting innovation, especially when the threat landscape is uh, escalating every day with the global events, uh, this is going to be the next phase of cyber insurance. And last but not least is uh, this acceleration of alternative capital uh, uh, in the risk capital area. And I think those three areas are pretty obvious to highlight. Uh, and that is why I say the report is very promising. Okay. You know, we estimate, Alexis, uh, at Cowbell, uh, this market, uh, to be $100 billion a premium market by the end of this decade, by 2030. Wow. Uh, and of course, you know, I think you saw our news this morning. Uh, we have announced $100 million uh, of new funding, our Series B. And it's really geared up to take advantage of this new wave of growth in cyber insurance. You know, we are looking to invest in our go-to-market expansion so we can continue to support the largest broker network that we have built. Uh, so the investment in our brokers, uh, we are looking to invest and continue to invest in our closed-loop risk management areas, the areas of data science, uh, underwriting, the areas of risk engineering, uh, claims handling. Uh, 
Uh, and so this is an investment toward the policyholder, if you will, the second uh, a part of the stakeholders that we're going to invest. And the third is really funding our risk-bearing initiatives. You know, you heard about Cowbell Re, mm-hmm. uh, our reinsurance captive in Vermont that was activated on January 1 of this year. Uh, so we're looking at this Series B investment uh, to really be geared towards supporting uh, and keeping in mind our broker partners, our policyholders, and our reinsurance partners. Nice, nice. So so what does Cowbell Re, basically our new captive reinsurance, mean for that as well? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as you know, cyber insurance in a supply-constrained environment, we are a full-stack MGA today, all the way from claims handling, underwriting to distribution, uh, new product development. Uh, and one of the areas in uh, making sure that we can continue to satisfy the demand, the ever-accelerating demand, is making sure you have enough supply. Uh, and Cowbell Re, which acts as a reinsurance captive, uh, is now uh, taking uh, anywhere from uh, as little as 5% uh, to maybe in some cases 10% a quarter share risk on some of our programs, uh, which it's very important because, you know, not only it's the skin in the game, it's like the confidence in our underwriting discipline and the profitability and that you see at the same time you see the growth. It helps our reinsurance partners to be able to look at us as a partner Mm -hmm. in the business and uh, helps us improve our supply lines. I mean, we are looking at, you know, 2021, the premium growth was at 40 times. Uh, Yes, the numbers were smaller in 2020, but we're looking at tripling our policyholder base for 2022. And that's going to require a significant amount of risk capital or reinsurance capital or supply lines, if you will, and Cowbell Re will contribute to, you know, about 5% of that supply lines. And it helps us secure and make sure that we can satisfy the accelerating demand that we have in the market. Nice, nice. So basically, Jack, so I know that Cowbell has really continued on this this great growth trajectory. So not just with internal employees, but also with its distribution network which is now considered one of the largest distribution network in the U.S. market. Can you please tell us a little bit more about that, Jack? Yeah, this has been one of the core strength of Cowbell. Uh, you know, the scale of distribution was not a side effect, despite the fact that our main focus was on underwriting. Uh, today, you know, we have 13,000 producers uh, across uh, all 51 markets in the U.S. that have access to Cowbell product. And by the way, this is still, although this is the largest uh, net producer network for cyber insurance, this is still a smaller network if you compare to all other commercial lines and even the personal lines for that matter. So we take pride, you know, this is a distribution network uh, that is about 45 to 55% productivity. Uh, that means 45 to 55% of those uh, producers uh, trade with us on a monthly basis. They come from, you know, Main Street uh, Agency as well as some of the largest alpha brokers. Um, and we make sure that 
you know, the brokers continue to get an amazing experience in rate code and buying experience that they get with Cowbell, not just with buying new policy, but also servicing those policyholders. So we are with them every step of the way, whether it's a renewal, endorsements, cancellations, reinstatements, and whatnot. Uh, but this network that we're very proud of is now uh, selling primary products. Uh, they're selling excess line of product. They're selling admitted lines of product. They're selling surplus line of product. Uh, and the 13,000 producers, we're estimating this number to grow to 20,000, okay. uh, if not by the end of, if not by the summer of this year, perhaps by the end of the year. Uh, and we will continue to expand this network. Uh, not just in terms of appointing the agencies on our network, but making sure that uh, they have all the tools, uh, programs, and the product that is required to satisfy needs of their customers. Really good. So, so Jack, tell us a little bit about the risk pool, because we saw that mentioned um, a lot throughout uh, all of the different press releases that just came out around the Series B as well. There are many things to be proud as a Cowbell family, uh, but the distribution network uh, and the risk pool is only, uh, uh, it fits in the same category as how proud we are with our 139 or 38 Cowbellers mm-hmm. uh, today. Risk pool is, you know, there are 32 million businesses in U.S. Uh, that are under 250 million in revenue. Uh, we call them an SME, small to medium-sized enterprises. And traditionally, uh, the uh, way to improve the risk is you help policyholder uh, measure, monitor, and improve their risk. Um, in cyber and with Cowbell, we don't just look at monitoring the risk of our insured. Uh, we are monitoring the risk pool. We monitor about 23 million of the 32 million businesses. Uh, that exist in wow. the U.S. today. So it's about 71% of the market. We continuously monitor that 24 by 7 across about 1,000 plus data mm-hmm. points. So today, if a new risk comes to us for underwriting, the chance, there's 71% chance that we've been monitoring that risk for last couple of years. Now, we would like this risk pool to be at 100%. So by the end of this year, we would, when the new risk shows up for underwriting with Cowbell, we would like 100% chance that we've been monitoring that risk. And that gives us a, I don't want to call it an unfair advantage. It increases the efficacy of our underwriting uh, that we are grading the uh, new risk coming along the curve. It is more of a relative rating as opposed to an absolute rating that has been a practice in the market. So, Suffice to say, a very revolutionary approach in the marketplace Mm -hmm. on managing and monitoring the risk pool, which is essentially has proven uh, to us with, you know, one of the lowest, among the lowest uh, loss loss experience that we have during 2021. The credit goes to not just an underwriting discipline, but the monitoring of the risk pool uh, 
uh, that we just discussed. That is really impressive, Jack. Seriously. You know, I know that Cowbell has really done a great job of collaborating with the best in the business to be able to service the policyholders, whether it's cybersecurity or other distribution partners or just public partners in general. Uh, what was the driving force behind Cowbell's approach to those partnerships, Jack? Yeah, so, you know, cybersecurity lifecycle, it doesn't end with prevention and detection, where traditionally the cybersecurity players have been focused on. It also doesn't complete with just response and recovery, where traditionally the insurance carrier has been focused on. The entire life cycle is about all the way from prevention, detection, and response and recovery. And, you know, we not only understood that early on, you know, we we have a network of all the cybersecurity players at our marketplace called Cowbell RX. And it's essentially a prescription for our insured or policyholders beyond just able to understand their cyber risk, evolving cyber risk. How do I, if there are recommendations and insights I'm getting from Cowbell platform, how do I take action on it? And so we build this large network of about 50 plus cybersecurity players, partners, uh, that are working with us, the goal is to help improve the cyber risk of our risk pool or uh, in addition to our insured, uh, if you will. But look, the partnership is so critical. It's not just about insurers and the cybersecurity suppliers are partnering with us. You're going to see a lot more partnership between public and private. You know, we are already working with the state of California on cyber insurance initiative uh, we're mm-hmm. embracing the uh, the report from the Solarium Commission at U.S. Congress. Uh, we're looking to work closely with CISA. Uh, we're looking to work very closely with the Cyber Threat Alliance. Uh, we're looking to work in closely with the SBA, the Small Business Administration. So this partnership is mm-hmm. what you may have seen as a twofold partnership between insurers and cybersecurity players. Over the course of the year, you will see this is evolving into a threefold partnership between insurers, cybersecurity suppliers, and the uh, the public institutions and the the organizations. So that public-private collaboration uh, is fostering with a single goal in mind: is how do we protect uh, the nation's small to medium-sized business owners from the Uh, evolving and accelerating global threat landscape. Nice. These are some really, really strategic and really awesome partnerships that you formed here, Jack. Kudos to you because that is just really awesome. All of the different parties kind of making sure that everyone is involved because the common goal that everyone has is to protect our small to medium-sized enterprises. The the credit goes to all of our cowbellers. As the leader of the company, you always take credit, but at the end of the day, uh, it is the the dedication, the hard work, and the loyalty of the 138 cowbellers that are contributing every day, 24 by 7, toward this cause. So really proud of uh, the team that we built here. Yes, definitely. Speaking of the team, I mean, you have 138 employees now. The last time we talked to you, we hadn't even broke 100 yet. <laughs> 
So, That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> so that is just so awesome to to see how great and fast that we're growing. Um, you know, how do you keep the inspiration of the vision for the company from dampening, Jack? You know, everything goes back to the culture. You know, how we do things here, and you know, the core tenets of our culture uh, are in inclusivity. Uh, it's in uh, innovation that we bring to the market. It's in the speed, which is kind of one of the main, mm-hmm. the core tenets of our business. Uh, transparency, uh, and most importantly, empowerment, right? So uh, if you rely on these five core tenets, uh, nothing is impossible for a business leader or an entrepreneur to take on no matter how complex the problem is out there. So, you know, we think that our cowbellers exemplify these values uh, every day basis. And 138, uh, I think we're looking at growing up to 200 employees, uh, if not uh, by summer of this year, perhaps by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really proud of the culture that is holding all of us together. And by the way, not only it is something we're proud of internally, you hear that so much from outside uh, of Cowbell, uh, that how it is pervasive across, you know, everything that we do every day that we do, that we showcase the culture, the core values of the business. And that has really built an amazing reputation for us as not only easy to do business with, but a trusted business partner uh, for our brokers and policyholders when it comes to cyber insurance. Definitely. So, Jack, how do you continue to even inspire your team and the company as a whole? You know, you have the vision taken care of, but how do you continue to inspire them, especially when I they're think, growing this uh, fast? Yeah, and I hope I'm going to give you a good answer on this. <laughs> but you know, I think um, I think it's about you know the transparency that you bring into the business uh, in everything you do, every day you do, and what. My philosophy is uh, the more transparency that uh, you bring in, the more implicit trust that you get back from your employees and your partners and your suppliers uh, and your policyholders. And what that means is, you know, that, you know, the, the founding team, the founder and the CEO, the leadership of the company has our... Uh, best has best intention in their mind that's going to help us as a as a as an employee as a partner as a customer or as a supplier and so yes there is innovation it keeps everyone on their toes yes there is speed uh, so you get to do it before anybody else uh, does it in the market mm-hmm. yes there is a uh, inclusivity uh, because you all come from variety of uh, cultural, educational, geographical backgrounds. And yes, there's an empowerment. That means I'm able to do things uh, at my level, right? I don't have to go vertical to solve a problem. I can solve a problem going horizontal uh, mm-hmm. as a metaphor. Uh, the most important among all of that is transparency. And I live by that value, core value every day. And it has truly inspired the entire company on uh, why this is the best place to work uh, in the insurance industry. 
You know, Jack, I, I honestly think that you do such a great job at encouraging creativity and new ideas. And I think that is a huge part of what drives Cowbell to be able to do things at the speed um, that we do them. And, you know, it just goes to show what type of leader you are. And, and when you're able to encourage that type of creativity and new ideas, it takes away that red tape so that things can get done in a, in a timely manner. We're able to deliver um, you know, great products, great solutions to the market. And, you know, it just goes to show just how much of a great leader you are. So if I hadn't said it already, thank you, Jack. <laughs> Thanks to you, Alexis. No problem. So I know that you're hiring and promoting some of the best in the business and in the company. For instance, you brought on some powerhouse industry veterans uh, like our head of claims and risk engineering, Teresa Lee, and also our chief technology officer, Joshua Chan. So, you know, Jack, what is your mindset around hiring leaders for Cowbell? You know, this is a, uh, there's more art than science to this process, as you know, to so, you know Josh for about three years. Uh, Teresa, we got to know her recently, but you know, the one thing you will see uh, common is these folks, they're drivers, mm-hmm. they're not passengers, right? At Cowbell, we're hiring drivers, not passengers, and we are hiring for aptitude be- before anything else. And so what we learned, and you know, this is just about hiring overall in general, uh, and, you know, if you remember, we didn't have any talent acquisition for a really long time. Uh, our employees hired others, uh, the people they know, the people that they trusted, people that were had experience, that had skills uh, across all different domains, data science, cybersecurity, insurance, uh, reinsurance, now financial capital, uh, if you will. Uh, so we're really proud of, uh, uh, excited that the future of the company and, you know, Last three years been great. What got you there is not going to get you there. Uh, the company is in a completely different milestone. This is a a growth uh, a business that is scaling rapidly. Uh, and not only you want folks who can un- understand the startup crew, but understand the domain, uh, but more importantly, the aptitude and being able to get things done. Uh, Josh Chan, similarly, we've been known him from a couple, three years on the technology side. Uh, it took us a while to convince him why this is the right place. And what can I say about Teresa? I think since the day she's coming in, she has completely changed um, how we uh, handle incident response and claims handling. And it has provided a not only an amazing uh, experience, claims experience to the policyholders and brokers, but she's fundamentally innovating and uh, building out uh, the overall risk engineering and claims function working with our uh, team. And so we're very proud of these individuals. And, you know, we're going to have more people coming into the company as we grow. Uh, but the the values that we look for uh, are going to remain the same. Uh, and so this is how we keep that, uh, the culture that we build when we were six employees or a one-man show uh, that we retain those values when you're 40, 100, now 140, and soon to be 200 employees. So we hope that we can maintain and retain that culture 
and perhaps improve it with the new people coming on board. Yeah, Jack, that is really awesome. I love that when uh, we do bring on new leaders, they're able to truly make an impact right away because we're able to deliver things at a great speed, which is really, really awesome. So, Jack, this month we are celebrating both Women's History Month and also Cowbell Leveling Up. And with the announcement of our Series B, um, you know, you and Cowbell have really done a great job at recruiting, particularly women into the company. Like you said earlier, we didn't have a talent acquisition team for a long time. Um, you know, so you've been very adamant uh, about making sure that you are recruiting the right people for the job. And a lot of times it ends up being women, which is in the insurance industry. You know, it's, it's definitely uh, unheard of to have as many women as we do. So what do you think that Cowbell Cyber is doing differently to attract more diverse employees, particularly women, Jack? You know, it's a really proud uh, moment. And I don't believe it should be a month. Yes, of course, we're going to celebrate <laughs> uh, the Woman History Month. But, you know, just like how we celebrated the Black History Month last month. Uh, but these are ongoing initiatives, right? There is inclusivity, yeah. diversity, and equality. Uh, now, I don't want to say that, you know, we're at 40%, I think more than 40% Alexis, if I recollect. Uh-huh. Our population, our cowbellers are female, uh, which is a great number. But the question is, why not 50? Why not more than 50%? Yeah. So there's more, more work to be done. And I don't want to say that, hey, we didn't try to become a diverse. Uh, it happened. And it happened because not only we tried, we implemented what. So at the core of everything is, you know, how we look at just Hiring is a one aspect where right? you bring in people, but do they f- believe that they have an opportunity to grow their personal, financial, and professional career with Cowbell in the long run? Mm-hmm. Especially when you join a, you know, what used to be an early stage company, now a growth stage company. So not only we take pride uh, in building out that culture from the get go. Uh, the, I think, uh, and I think everyone knows that we were awarded the one of the five uh, places in insurance uh, that has received the diversity, equality, and uh, uh, inclusive award, mm-hmm. the DEI award from business insurance. So we're really proud of what we've done. We just, I don't believe that we have done enough. And so we need to continue to do more. Uh, as you know, in our company, uh, irrespective of your uh, ethnic or other background or geographic background, uh, uh, the the functions and the leadership that you see uh, is uh, really uh, what is driving the company forward. And we're just fortunate to say that half of that leadership uh, is the female leadership in the company. And so we hope to uh, capitalize on that and grow and uh, hopefully the history month, although it's a great celebration, <laughs> hopefully it continues to be an everyday practice and not just for the month. Definitely, definitely. I completely agree with you, Jack. So, Jack, you know, what advice would you give to someone who is doing a startup for the first time? Because now we're out of startup mode and in growth mode. You know, I, my advice is pretty uh, 
uh, ground to the earth on this, you know, first and foremost. Um, and by the way, these are lessons learned. Uh, nothing, uh, you know, this is my, I think, third startup. First one that I founded from uh, from the get-go. Uh, so my advice is not, um, may not apply to everybody. The first and foremost is solve a complex problem in a big market. Okay. Because in the long run, in a fullness of time, if you're solving a complex problem in a big market, it will always pay. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's not a uh, short-term uh, uh, look. It's a, it's a, it's a forward-looking statement. Uh, the second part is you got to build a team that complements you. I mean, you have to remember 80% of nothing is usually nothing. Right. And so the more team members, whether it's your founding team, whether it's the first six engineers, whether it's building out new function, whether it's making space for somebody uh, two years into the journey uh, uh, as into the founding team, it's all great. uh, Because like I said, 80% of nothing is usually nothing. And so a complex problem in a big market, a team that is uh, complements you. Third, the last uh, but not least is know that the, the vision that you have when you when you begin your journey is likely not going to stay as you bring on the new players. You know, it will have fingerprints from others. And so it's okay to let go of what you really with thinking when you are at the inception of the company. Uh, but know that over the time, it will be full circle and you will get back to your three slides that you started this business with. So knowing that, you know, don't stick to the three slides that you always have thought about, right? In the long run, you will get to your three slides but as you transition, as you build the business, you have to let others have their fingerprints on your vision. And that is the only uh, a key to the success uh, as part of a team because, you know, after first day of inception of the company, the company no longer just yours. This now is a, uh, a goal and a mission uh, for everybody else that's joining you over a long haul. Uh, so those are the three things that I would say uh, a spot on for me and something that I would uh, love to uh, communicate to the others who are looking to build new business going forward. That is awesome. I mean, I think those are three tremendous uh, points to make, especially for some advice for someone who's new and starting out. I mean, I I love that. I'm going to recap. So one of the first points that I got was solve a complex problem in the market and also build the right team. And then last but not least, your, your vision will change as you bring on new people. So basically let others have a fingerprint on your vision. I think that is amazing. You said it better than I did. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. (laughs) I absolutely love that. And listen, my other favorite quote, now that I'm on quotes from, from this whole episode 
was at Cowbell. We are hiring drivers, not passengers. I mean, that is a tweetable moment right there, Jack. I, the credit goes to uh, Frank Schlutman, who uh, recently authored an amazing book, Amp It Up. And nice. uh, somebody that I always look up to. And so uh, uh, he, he uh, the trademark goes to Frank, not drivers, not passengers. I love that. I love that. That sounds like a great book for us to check out, especially our listeners. So last but not least, Jack, what is on the horizon for Cowbell in the next 24 months? These are probably most defining moments for the company. What do we want this company to be look like for next 20 years? And that definition will be in next 24 months. Uh, yes, we have foundation and ingredients from last three years. Uh, you know, next 24 months, you're going to see uh, the finance infrastructure, uh, the marketing infrastructure of the company uh, in such a way that it can withstand public market scrutiny over time. Uh, you know, you're going to see go-to-market expansion. Uh you're going to see, you know, we are in 51 markets today. Of course, there's an international expansion on the horizon. Uh, you're going to see new products. You know, this is the specialty of the company. Uh, we don't have a single product that is applicable for a million-dollar business or a billion-dollar business. As you know, we have three different programs, four different products, uh, and we're adding more products. Uh, we're not done. Uh, in terms of the product delivery. In fact, if there's one thing that is uh, changing is the product delivery, the innovation. So you're going to see a lot on the uh, infrastructure in terms of our uh, brand equity infrastructure, in terms of our finance infrastructure. Uh, You will see go-to-market expansion. Uh, You will see uh, new product innovation. Uh, And last but not least is, you know, we've been a company, we're a data science company that happens to have license to sell insurance. So some people would look at us as a tech company. Some people look at our insure tech company. But now that we have a reinsurance captive in the financial metrics, we're also a fintech company, if you will, right? So uh, you're going to see this a, uh, a three-prong lens into Cowbell as a tech company whether you look at an LTV and CAC as an insure tech, uh, whether you look at um, gross return premium or loss ratios or a FinTech, whether you look at the NPV and other metrics. Uh, but I will say that one thing that despite all of these, you know, things on the horizon, there's one thing that we will not change is the specialization that we have in the cyber insurance market, right? There is so much innovation that the market is demanding. The market is so big, and we are simply scratching the surface. So, yes, it's the second wave of growth that is beginning, but I think there are dozens of new waves that will come into this market, and we're just getting ready for the second wave of growth. So the specialization and our special focus on the small to medium-sized businesses, right? That is That doesn't defocus mm-hmm. us right, into doing something different that is enticing, uh, that keeps us uh, 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 grounded to the 
to the mission uh, that we're going after is, and this is what has made Cowbell to the to this date. This is what has made us the leading provider of cyber insurance for the SME segment. And so we want to continue down the path. Next 24 months are going to be the defining period on what this company look like for the next 20 years. That is awesome. You know, I so many great things are on the horizon for Cowbell Cyber, and it's just exciting to see Cowbell to continue to level up. So we are looking forward to what's going to happen in these next 24 months and the future of Cowbell. Jack, thank you so much for just taking more time out of your busy, busy schedule um, to spend time with us here at the Cowbell Factors and give our listeners an inside look at what it's like to be the founder and CEO of such a great company that is headed in such a great, great direction in the cyber insurance market as Cowbell Cyber is today. So thank you, Jack. Thanks for having me on this podcast and, uh, I am always pleased to come back. You're doing a great job and uh, good luck with your season three, I guess. Uh, Thank you, Alexis. week for another episode of the cowbell factors podcast hit the subscribe button for updates and new episodes available on all podcast platforms for more information about our cyber insurance products or to learn how to get appointed with cowbell cyber visit cowbell.insure cyber insurance made easy see you next week